And it's time to talk travel. Phil Hoffman Travel and uh, Darian Foote joins me. Darian, good afternoon to you. Afternoon, Graham. Afternoon all. Thanks for dropping by the studio. Lovely to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I believe you've uh, just been on holiday yourself. Yes, yes. Lucky to get away and uh, see a bit of Europe for the first time for a few years after the, uh, I guess, all the, the fun and joy of COVID the last couple of years. So I get away a uh, couple well, a couple of weeks ago now mm. over to uh, to Istanbul um, and then cruised from Istanbul through to Athens on a seven-night cruise with Viking um, through the beautiful coast of Turkey, through Ephesus, obviously Gallipoli down there, um, Rhodes, Crete, and then back up in Athens and then flew home from there. A few nights in Athens, a few nights in Istanbul um, and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was uh, great to be traveling again and seeing the world and to be honest, when you're over there, um, it's back to normal almost in a way. So, yeah. Um, yeah, very good to see. I was going to ask in regarding travel now, post-COVID, you know, has much changed or is it pretty well slipped back oh, to the way it was? It's pretty close to back to what it was. You know, I think we, we allowed a bit extra time um, to, to arrive at airports and, and get to a bit earlier and allow for, for certain, you know, situations that may occur and nothing happened. We were just like normal. It was everything was on time, thankfully. No delays. It's a bit of luck, of course, but you know, we, we planned for anything that may potentially happen. And Singapore was, um, we had some time in Singapore in both directions, a good half a day in Singapore. And that was, again, fairly back to normal. Yeah. Um, and there's people, of course, like they do here in Adelaide wearing masks, which mm. aren't mandated anymore in Singapore. And, and everyone's doing their bit with, with COVID and everything like that. But it's, it was great to sort of get back out there and see the world and experience it and have a holiday, have a break, um, have amazing weather. Um, we were blessed with pretty much 30, 31 degrees every day. Yeah. Um, no cloud in the sky. Um, it was stunning. And the European summer turned it on for us. So it was nice to get that. And, uh, we thought coming home in late September, we might be over our weather, but we've still got to be floating around. But, uh, <laughs> but it was nice to get that warmth, the European, um, sunshine, which was perfect. So. Tell us a bit, a bit more about a lot of people done cruising, but Viking cruises, yeah, they're a bit different again. A bit different, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the experience. Um, they're they're smaller, so only under a thousand passengers on board, so they're, yeah. not, they're not big. But the size of the ship's still decent size, about almost fifty thousand tons. So yeah. they have a lot of space, um, a lot of room to move. Um, the guests on board come from all over the world, but majority are American uh, American right. patrons. But they're the great to talk to about travel. They're very worse. Um, they've all travelled. A lot of them have done Viking for five or six times. So they're, they're a big brand around the world. And Viking started off as a, a river cruise company, mm. do that area extremely well, and then decided that, all right, we've got to build ships now to take our river, our river guests around the oceans and around the world. And they've sort of kept that same philosophy and transferred it to the ocean. So it's a little bit more of a relaxed experience. It's not too cruisy. Yeah. Um, you don't have um, as many gala events. There's no casinos. There's no children on board, which was good for uh, us. Uh, um, we left a little boy home and he was a bit dark, yeah. but he got over that. <laughs> um, but no children. And it just has variety. It's got a real Scandinavian feel to it. So yeah. the Viking uh, brand is, is Scandinavian, Norwegian. So you, you've got the Norwegian flavor, the culture, the, the food, the experience. They've got a Norwegian spa um, down on the lower decks. So you can have a, the, the cold and the hot and the mm. spa and the, get into the snow room. And then, and then you could be in the middle of the Greek islands. Um, floating around, we got a Scandinavian experience yeah. in Greece, and then the next minute you're having dinner with um, a couple of great Americans. So, so it's a real worldly kind of experience. So, we had probably about 50 Australians on board, yeah. um, a lot of a few from Europe, uh, England, etc. So it was a good variety. Um, but I just love the whole concept of the way they do things. Lots of choice of restaurants, great shore excursions. The staff on board were were second to none. And being a smaller intimate experience you get to know the staff so you get to know this also the patrons on board yeah. you've got different um, restaurants different bars um, cafes a couple of pools a lovely infinity infinity pool at the back which is a great spot to sort of sit back and 
relax late afternoon after touring around Crete or wherever it might be and sit back there with a cocktail and watch the uh, the wake of the boat cruise Beautiful. past through the Greek islands and have a nice swim and, and talk to some, some learned, learned uh, travellers. Where does it fit in stru- price-wise, structure-wise? It's pretty decent. Look, it's up. Look, ultimately, yes, it's got a price tag, and look, it's hard to put an exact figure on it. But it's sort of if you're doing, a, say, a 15-day itinerary, for example, if you've got a nice, decent balcony, actually, um, I booked one today around uh, the Scandinavian area. This is a lovely cruise from Bergen um, around to Stockholm for 15 days. A good, decent balcony, midship balcony for about $10,000 per person for mm-hmm. 15 days, roughly, give or take. That includes all your meals. Um, you've got shore excursions also included in that. Um, you've got your tipping included. So a lot of it's covered in the itinerary. You right. pay then a little bit extra if you want to have a drinks package, etc. So, look, it's up there in the, in the price bracket, but it's not over the top. And I think when you add up what you've got included, the experience of a small intimate cruise ship and the staff and inclusions and one thing you notice traveling back traveling again is that prices have gone up so when you're right. when you're dining out at a restaurant having a drink whether it be a, a, a soft drink a, a you know a cafe or a or, or a beer the prices have increased so an accommodation is the same everything's just jumped up with covid and we've seen inflation here in Australia and, and America and all over the world jump in the last couple of you know couple of years. So with a cruise value for money, I think it's really strong because you've got that product that's very much inclusive. So you, you pay up front and then that's a fair chunk of what you're going to spend on a holiday and you have to worry about adding on little bits and pieces that go along with it. So I think when you sort of do all those sort of sums, it makes for a pretty good experience. So before you leave home, you've got a pretty good idea what you're Very good spend. idea. Yeah, you yeah. know exactly what you're up for and then you can tailor it from there in the short excursions we did. Um, whether it be in Crete or Gallipoli, they were first class, a great experience as well. So we just um, lived it up for a week, which is what you want to do on a holiday. There's no stress. Unpack once, you get rid of the suitcase, you pack it all in the, in the, uh, you know, away in the cupboard, you put it under the under the bed, and that's it. And then you go and enjoy your life for seven days, or fourteen days, or twenty-one days, however long you want to cruise for, um, and then you sort of take it from there. What was your favourite port of call? Good question. I got asked a lot of that when I've got back. Every one of them was spectacular. Mm. Um, I think Gallipoli for our history mm. was pretty special. So I think that would have to be a real strong highlight. And outside of that, um, I think Crete. I just thoroughly enjoyed the day around Crete. Um, they uh, went to a wine tasting uh, winery, beautiful lunch. We went to a, um, it's a small group, only about 20 of us on a small little coach. We had a lovely starting off in the day with history and a lot of history in Crete with um, some ruins. Then we coupled it up with a wine winery, beautiful wine tasting, stunning day again, thirty degrees mm-hmm. under the uh, under the sort of Tuscan sun kind of feel to it. And then we had lunch at the guide's mother's house, so they took yeah. us there. This is pretty exclusive to Viking yeah. in Crete. Not many um, cruise companies have this experience. And then there was the um, guitarist playing. There was a bit of a yeah. cello singing in the background. We're under the Fint vines outside. Beautiful Greek feast, again, coupled with some wines, um, some, some beautiful ambience that was there. And then we rolled back at about 5 o'clock just in time to catch the ship before it um, set sail, and that was a great day. So that was in Crete. So yeah. um, there were some good experiences had on every single day. I couldn't fault any of the, any of the days that were there, um, but they're probably the two of the highlights. Yeah. So when you go into these ports, are you, are you on your own or you're no, a guide? No, not at all. We've got a guide. So if you pre-organise, yeah, if you pre-organise your short excursions before you go with the cruise company, um, you're met uh, at the port and looked after right back to the ship. It's all handled. It's hassle-free. Everything runs pretty much like clockwork, uh, and it's just done for you. And that's the joy of holidays. If you can try and relax and not have any stresses about you know logistics. That's one of the benefits of our cruise or a pre-organised sort of holiday that that's taken care of, um, and there's just 
time to enjoy yourself, mm. you know, forget about the worries of the world, forget about what's home in, in Australia or what's going on and try and just um, dedicate your time and every minute into the experience that's available for you. So. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you can pack a lot more in too when you're going on because if you just arrive somewhere, well, what do we do? You're looking around uh, and you, you waste you waste hours. You waste hours. You we had a bit of time free, we'd be a couple of days in Istanbul and Athens, and there's moments like that. You sort of when you're on your own, not part of a organised tour or a trip, you do have some moments where you go, "What should I do here? What should I do?" And you waste sort of half an hour to an hour, and you you go, "Oh, I will get this time back again now." Mm. So pre-planning, and that's one of my tips: if you can pre-plan and pre arrange as much as you can before you get to a destination, yeah. research it, be ready. Obviously, things are going to change and, and crop up that might change plans, but if you have a good idea of what you want to achieve in your in your, in your day or in your week that you've got away, um, then you're going to get the most. Like anything, you, you, you go to the shops here in Adelaide, you, you've got your shopping list. You know, you want to plan your day out. No different to going overseas. You want to have that all planned out, ready to go, so... Yeah, I think you sort of covered it, but what sort of people go on on biking cruises? Yeah. Not so much oh. the countries they come from, but the you know, what sort of yeah, and what sort of personality level? This is what I loved about it. We were lucky. We had a, a really vi- a vast demographic. We had people in their late twenties into their eighties. There was lots of um, multi generational travel. So there was grandmothers taking their kids, mm, taking their grandchildren. Yeah. There was uncles and aunties taking their nephews and nieces. There was a whole variety of that. So we had. Um, I'd say every 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 decade was covered from the twenties up to the eighties, even perhaps into the nineties. And there was um, that was the best part about it. Really, was we could talk to different people from all over the world and all over the all over America. It was one one particular area, like New York. It was every state was covered. Yeah. So and and God, like like America, I've been to the states many times. So just to talk to them about what their culture is and their, who they go for in the NFL or who their college <laughs> team is. It's a bit of fun, a bit of banter, and they like to then talk about you know what we do in Australia. So yeah. it's a that's the beauty of, of Viking is that they've got that diversity. Yeah. Phil Hoffman Travel got some Viking cruises available at the moment? Everywhere. You name it. Yeah. They, 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 everywhere in the world they'll cruise. They've even released um, expedition ships now that mm-hmm. go to the Arctic and Antarctic and are designed for off-the-beaten-track kind of itineraries. So there's not a part of the world that Viking really don't travel to. Yeah. And the best part about it as well is that they can link up with a river cruise. So you could do an ocean oh, cruise yeah. Yeah. comfortably around a certain part of Europe. could be around the Scandinavian areas. Get down to Amsterdam, hop on a river cruise, and cruise from Amsterdam to Budapest or Amsterdam to Switzerland, mm. uh, and work it from there. So they do link really well with their rivers and their oceans, and sort of link up together well. So um, that's and they're all over the world. Like I said, whether it be South America, parts of you know through Africa and through um, you know Middle East, etc., all through Europe, etc. So it's all there available. So I guess it's uh, for those people sort of contemplating a holiday or particularly a cruise. You know, so many things go through your head. I'd like to see this place, that place, whatever. You really need someone who can sort of say, well, you know, this is the way you should do it. You know, yeah. you've got to get an expert to guide well, you through it. We work out what, whether it's going to suit what you want. You know, it comes down to budget, comes down to what you've experienced in the past, what you do and don't like. And if you're looking for a bit of a smaller ship experience, then Vikings there. And they also cruise around Australia as well. So Australia and New Zealand, over our summer months, they're cruising around here. So um, if you don't want to travel too far abroad, you can experience a Viking cruise in our own backyard. So... Um, is, that's exactly what it's all about. You can work from there. We have Darian Foote in the studio from Phil Hoffman Travel. If you have a question on travel, any aspect of travel, give us a call now. 8223 0000 is the number. 8223 0000. Back shortly. 
Dreaming of the Greek islands, Croatia, French Riviera, British Isles, Iceland or Norwegian coast? Explore Europe with the destination experts, Phil Hoffman Travel and Holland America Line. Now is the best time to book a 2023 cruise to the Mediterranean or Northern Europe during the ultimate upgrade event. Enjoy a complimentary stateroom upgrade, $99 per person reduced deposit and up to $300 US onboard spending money. Hurry, offer ends 31st of October. Contact Phil Hoffman Travel today, pht.com.au. 1395 Adelaide's 5AA This is Graham Goodings And it's the Phil Hoffman Travel Show I have Darian Foote in the studio Darian, we've uh, been cruising around the world Yes Via Viking uh, A little bit closer to home, Japan What's, yeah. what's happening with well, Japan? Well, it's exciting Japan is opening up again to the world After um, after a COVID, um, COVID stint So um, just this week actually have opened their doors and have taken down all the visa requirements and all the, the um, I guess, the red tape that went along with visiting Japan. Um, and they've been very conservative for many reasons, for very valid reasons, being conservative with COVID and reopening up to the world. So they've now done done that. They're opened up. So ultimately, Japan pre-COVID was one of the hottest destinations that mm. we're, we're seeing. People will love the experience, the culture, the the nature of Japan is very diverse. Um, you can go there and have an amazing skiing holiday in 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 their winter, which is our summer. Um, beautiful autumn colours, um, stunning cherry blossoms. Autumn is now, right now is their autumn season. Cherry blossoms in, in sort of March, April is spectacular, one of the best parts of the world to do the cherry blossoms. So Japan is such a popular destination to travel and visit from Australia. Um, it's not, not that far away, you know, nine, ten hours and you can get to Japan. So the fact that it's reopened again, it's borders to the world. We've seen a real spike in, in desire for people to get back to Japan. So um, I guess it's just a bit of a, I guess, a word out at the moment that it's available, it's open. Um, and the key thing is if you are keen and wanting to visit Japan, is you, like like any holiday right now to be honest, you've got to jump in and do it now because it's 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 hot it's hot property. It's the availability is challenging because everyone's been putting off now for for two or three years. Lots of holidays have been um, postponed. So um, if you are wanting to get away and see a destination like Japan, it's it's now the time to sort of inquire about it and talk about it. So and it's it comes along with every destination we're seeing at the moment, like availability for flights, whether it be. To Europe or to Bali or to Sydney, um, yeah, it's pretty busy travel. So um, if you are thinking about taking a holiday, the, the more notice you give, um, the, the better it's going to be for you and for everyone, really. So, yeah. Uh, we have a question, Doug from Blakeview. Doug, go ahead. Yeah, good day, uh, guys. So, so my wife and I are talking about uh, going over to Melbourne for the Australian Open in January. Obviously, a pretty busy time in in Melbourne that time of year with with uh, school holidays still being just on and, and the Australian Open, am I still be able, going to be able to get accommodation and, and flights easy yeah. enough leaving it this late or yeah. Yeah, no, does it all book out? No, you definitely can. Uh, we actually had um, just someone in the office last week looking at um, the Australian Open in Melbourne and putting it, putting a package together and it can definitely be done. So availability is, is okay. It's, it is, like I just mentioned, a few seconds ago, it, you know, the earlier you plan, the better, and I wouldn't be leaving it much longer than, you know, very, very soon, Doug. So, um, you know, get in touch with one of the uh, the Phil Hoffman Travel stores, one of we, your local store. We've got plenty around. So have a chat with us, and we can certainly help put together something for you. It is, it is a great time to be there. Like, I was lucky enough to do Australian Open in 99, sorry, 2019, sorry, um, and uh, it's a great experience. You know, you just see Melbourne in, in that time of the year. It's, it's just a vibe, the vibe in the uh, just the way they put it together, the package they put together, um, it's just such a good event. And to see those top quality athletes play in front of uh, 
a great full crowd for the first time. You know, next year be great. So um, do it. Absolutely. Go for it. Yeah, I think you've got to store out a goal or so. Maybe I'll go out and yeah. see them in the, uh, in, in, on the weekend or something. So, yeah, thanks yeah, yeah. a lot. No worries, Doug. Yeah, good on you, Hi. Doug. Yeah, the Australian Open is something special. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's it's where, where else can you go in, in two days, see six or seven of the best players mm. in the world and be fairly close? Um, it is a great experience. It certainly is. Now, if I could just go back to the Japan issue. I've spoken to people who say, I love Japan, but there have been questions about, they say, some say it's very expensive. Is that the case? Look, if, if, no, no different to Australia, to be honest. You, yeah. you, you can go and have a fine dining experience and, and get your Wagyu beef and pay pay through, uh, pay top dollar. But if you go to lots of little restaurants that are quite often near train stations, um, which is quite a good experience mm-hmm. as well, um, you can get a very good meal and, and no different really to the Australian pricing. You know, it's... Uh, you can find it if you if you want to pay top dollar and have a fine dining experience or restaurants and hotels. It's very similar. So look, no, it can be done. And and also, cruising's a big area, a big thing around Japan as well. You can get a cruise and cruise around Japan. That keeps the cost down because the cruise price. Um, there's tours you can do. So no, no, I would say look, it's certainly not a cheap destination and not like other parts of Asia. But um, overall, I think the value for money for the experience you get uh, having been to Japan and seeing it is is yeah pretty special. Is there a, a best time of year to go there? Uh, like I said, it depends what you want to do. Like, pro- Look, if you want to go away and see the colours of autumn, it's now. It's cherry blossoms, which is spectacular, is mm-hmm. April, May. April, April, sorry, sort of March, April. And then winter, if you want to, go, wants, um, to see the snow monkeys and see the skiing of, uh, of Japan, it's certainly in uh, December, January, February sort of time. So there's no real right or wrong time to go. It just depends on what you want. Um, summer can get quite hot and humid, you know, in, in June, July, August. So if you don't like um, the heat, Mm-hmm. Um, then maybe stay away from that time. A bit like when you, you parts of Europe can get quite hot in July. So, um, but there's no real. It's basically it's just like Australia. I suppose you can go to the whole country in any time of the year. Really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All depends yeah. what you're looking for. Exactly. Um, exactly. A place that's very popular with Australians, of course, is Bali. Yes. Um, you know, a bit closer to home. Short, yep. shorter flights than that. Yeah. How's the accessibility to Bali at the moment? It's, it's great now. The Virgin have committed to come back to Adelaide. So flying direct from Adelaide to Bali, um, starting up in uh, in December. So they're starting on the 14th of December. They're going to start daily flights, direct flights to Bali for about a six-week period over that busy December, January peak season for, I guess, the school holidays and for Christmas holidays. And then after that, they're going to continue with three days a week direct mm. to Bali. So Virgin's a great carrier to fly with. Um, they've now come back out of Adelaide direct to Bali. So it gives that, I guess, that full service airline carrier direct. Um, so if you're looking at getting away at the moment, if you want to get away in December, January, yeah, it is a bit more of a peak season. So the price is going to be at a slightly higher nature. But if you wanted to get away, whether it be for the April school holidays, July or any time yeah, next year, uh, again, the earlier you plan it out, the better um, to give you the best I guess, package price, um, but the direct flights to Bali with Virgin is a, a real boost for the Adelaide. I know that um, that was uh, a big thing for the government to try and get more airlines back into Adelaide. Uh, obviously, we've, we've lost a few over, over the COVID period. Uh, we've got a few airlines that fly out of Adelaide. We want more. Um, that's, I guess, a key thing for, uh, for our government and uh, for, uh, for the airlines to get together and try and um, put Adelaide back on the map as an international port because uh, it goes a long way, both inbound and outbound, basically. So, yeah. If you have a question for Darian Foote from Phil Hoffman Travel, now's your time to ring, eight double two three double o double o. Darian, I thought it might be apt here at, at this time that a lot of people, there's been a, a full COVID, you know, drew a line in the sand, you know, we just didn't travel. Correct. Went for a couple of years there. To refresh people, those that, you know, haven't travelled for some time and those that are travelling for the first time, some of the pitfalls, some of the things that you'd be aware of 
if you're travelling overseas? I think the biggest thing right now is to make sure your passport's valid. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Like, as we we had a few um, Hail Marys come through where they didn't realise a passport was coming was close to expiry or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've, a lot of countries you've got to have um, six months validity on your passport. So making sure your passport is up to speed, up to speed, and give yourself plenty of time. We've heard again some terrible stories of twelve to thirteen weeks to get the passport um, uh, reissued or, or, or you know redone. So yeah. give yourself plenty of time there. But other than that. I really, honestly, it's just really about giving yourself time, I think, is the biggest thing. There are delays. I saw it today with the airport in Adelaide being shut down for a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, so you just be, and be flexible. I think giving yourself as much time you can to get to the airport, allowing for delays, but then just understanding that it happens. Um, every every airline, every um, industry is dealing with short staff um, shortages. So you've got to really go with an attitude of just a bit of anything may happen. And have yeah. that flexible, sort of open-minded. That yes, you want it to go a certain way, but if it doesn't, um, just understand that, and maybe it can't be changed, and it's just is what it is, and you might be delayed by three hours or twenty-four hours or whatever it is. But just to have that sort of open-minded, flexible outlook, uh, I think right now and potentially for the next twelve months um, is what I think will help you get through. Um, and ultimately, more often than not, it's going to go to plan. But if there's a little bit of an issue, just you sort of take on the chin work with it um, because probably beforehand we were blessed with uh, flights that were running multiple days options for you, mm. can, you can go at one o'clock two o'clock three o'clock four o'clock now it might only be one o'clock and four o'clock so those sort of things uh, have just a reality of of the world we live in um, which has changed for uh, you know for for, for for plenty of reasons um, but I think they're the kind of the sort of a bit of a I guess a tip for trying to make the most of it so yeah yeah get there and the thing is if you there's nothing worse than you know looking at your watch all the time you know we're going to be like maybe like in the whole family and you're all panicking if you give yourself plenty of time yeah you, you get there early and uh, settle down have a coffee have a coffee have a relax just know that you're on you're ready to go and you're ready for anything and once you get through that security and you're waiting sort of at the gate or you know maybe whether it be at the um, the cafe and you know that um you know you've done everything you need to do you've gone through all the security checks you can just sort of unwind and relax that's where the holiday begins you know yeah. and then you have a a celebratory water or a ca- coffee or a, or a champagne and away you go. I think one of the uh, the problems, one of the, the traps for young players that don't travel a lot uh, is overpacking. Yes. You know, yes. You, I've got to take this, got to take that, yeah. and you've you, you know, got two extra suitcases and crazy. And then you buy three or four shirts when you're away because you just thought, why not? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah without a doubt. I always say that you can pretty well almost pack, get ready what you were going to pack and then take about another half of that away yeah. because there's always – five or six items or a pair of shoes that you don't actually wear. So I think, yeah, layers, um, keep yourself. And you've also got, you know, on, on these cruises as well, there's laundrettes, which are really handy. You know, it takes um, a minute, an hour or so to just whack it in there. You can go for, a, go for a dinner and come back and pick it up and it's done. So you don't need to always have to be, you know, worrying about uh, wearing the clothes, um, you know, once and once only sort of thing. So, yeah. A lot of people fear losing their luggage too. Is that yes. a real problem? Well, it can be. It can be. Look, touch wood, and I must say touch wood, I've been very lucky in my travel years that I haven't had any dramas. It does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, again, it's just purely luck. It, it really just comes down to just luck of the draw, and, and there has been some some tough, you know, tough situations of late. Again, it all comes down to staffing numbers and being yeah. overworked and et cetera. So um, it does happen. Again, you just have to follow the protocol, speak to the airline, lodge it, um, give them all your contact details, and then and hopefully within 24 or 48 hours you'll you'll get your suitcase. It happened once in Dublin, um, in Ireland, and I got it back within about 36 hours. So yeah. it taught me to pack three or four items in my hand luggage. Yeah, you sure. Know, pack a few things that you might need.
Someone said to me, it's not a bad idea to take a photo of all your luggage too. Because yep. then if, you know, for whatever reason it's lost and the baggage claim's gone and they say, oh, can you describe your luggage? Yeah. Oh, I think I had three or was it four pieces? And no, never, never, never a bad idea. All that sort of stuff. All the planning you may do can always help. You never know. And it's always good to put something on your bag that makes it stand out from everyone yeah, else's. hundred percent, whether it be a red ribbon or a, a colour or whatever you want to do. We, we've got we've got these lime green um, uh, luggage holders, fill off and travel. They're they're good, so yep. you can put them on there, stand out pretty well. Plus, add a, another layer of your own personal um, sort of preference, and you've, you hope you should be able to find your suitcase pretty easily. And if you don't find your suitcase, you'll find another fellow that, Phil Hoffman uh, traveller. Well, correct, and that could be interesting. You can open it up and never know what you might get. <laughs> yeah, I look, there's no question, having done a bit of travel myself, that you need to go through a reputable company. Yeah, you know, thanks, Graham. People go online and sort of say, oh, you know, I can do it cheaper myself and that, but Tony, you get caught overseas and you've, you've got no we, one to fall uh, back on. I've, I've been in the industry for 25 years, and the last two or three years I've had to use every single um, hour of my experience to get through some really interesting and challenging situations where I didn't think we could pull it off, and we did. Yeah. Uh, and I would think if you didn't have that experience behind you and in your corner, I'd hate to do it alone sometimes. Yeah, well, I know. I we don't have time to talk about it yeah. now, but I was caught overseas in Los Angeles. I think it was when the A380 uh, was taken out of the sky. They had a yeah. problem yeah. and just couldn't get on a flight back to Australia. So I had to ring back to Phil Hoffman Travel because no one Qantas in um, yep. in LA can't go out of them. They're, they're, all, no. they're all contract workers. Yeah, and exactly. you, I shouldn't say that probably should, but ultimately it's very hard to get. And they, was, the they were all American anyway. They didn't have a you know yep. sort of any yep. passion for you. Yep. So I rang back to Australia and it was sorted within a very few hours. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, it's, wow. it's, it's, if everything goes right, it's it's great. But when there's just a couple of issues, you know that um, you'll be happy to when you deal with us. Darren, it's been great having a yeah, chat with you. Graham. Good to have you back in town. And if people want to see you personally, you're out at Nord. I'm at Nord, based at Nord. Yeah. Excellent. That's where we are. Prayed. Darian Foote from uh, Phil Hoffman Travel. Thanks, Graham. Back shortly. Dreaming of the Greek islands, Croatia, French Riviera, British Isles, Iceland or Norwegian coast? Explore Europe with the destination experts, Phil Hoffman Travel and Holland America Line. Now is the best time to book a 2023 cruise to the Mediterranean or Northern Europe during the ultimate upgrade event. Enjoy a complimentary stateroom upgrade, $99 per person reduced deposit and up to $300 US onboard spending money. Hurry, offer ends 31st of October. Contact Phil Hoffman Travel today, pht.com.au.